We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi, Tisha. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to Hot Drinks, everyone. Hot Drinks only about 27 days too late. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's Wednesday and you promised Monday, so that's not too bad. So just two days too late. I just tried to plug in my phone while we're recording so the batteries don't run out and then realized that one of our children has taken the phone charger from where it is supposed to be by the couch. I mean, I'm surprised that's the worst thing that's happened so far for you tonight. (laughs) Darn those children. (laughs) Well, welcome. So we have a special guest today, Tisha, as I alluded to on our Instagram. And so, um, hi, Tisha. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, um, this is Hot Drinks. It's a podcast. This charger isn't even working. I'm too distracted now talking, thinking about chargers. Um, this is Hot Drinks. It's a podcast where we talk about things. Um, my name is Brother Jack Coffee. I don't know who you are if you're just li- if this is the first episode you've listened to. I don't know what's going on, so I don't know how to introduce myself to you. But Tisha, Tisha, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, I am a Aquarius with the rising. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea about any of that. Stuff. Oh my god, we should do that. Let's do that on Mother's Day for like a fun activity. What you're gonna read my tarot cards? Yeah, let's do or natal. Something? No, do natal charts for the whole family. Okay, that'd All be right. fun. Um, I am Brother Jack Coffee's ex-wife. We were married for eleven years. Right. We've been divorced for about what five six. Uh, yeah, like, it'll be like six this fall. Yeah, so like five and a half. And I am... Because you guys, I'm gay, so that's why we got a <laughs> And we know that now. I did not know that Sorry. while we were married. Lied about that uh... for a lot of years. Sorry about that. <laughs> and we uh, have three kids together, and they're all kind of jerks, but also kind of <laughs> great. <laughs> we like them mostly. What are they doing right now? Um, I have no idea. Lila came in here and, oh, sorry, my youngest came in here and I told her that I was recording, so. Okay, so like, okay, so part of why we didn't record this on Monday is that I had the children Monday night and Tuesday night and Tisha has them tonight. And I am like too dramatic and emotionally charged to record when the children are here because I immediately am like, this, I'm the worst parent. I can't do this anymore. This quarantine is killing me. I can't record tonight. And this is just like, uh, I'm recording, go in the other room. And then the kids just leave and she just records. It's really like that. It's em- not very dramatic here at the house. I have like an emotional breakdown. I tweet some things that I delete the next morning. You know, I write some vague things on Instagram. You have to cuddle with the cats for a hundred hours. with the cats, yeah. So, so I'm glad that you're able to pull it together because apparently I can only record when the children are not here. Are we going to say anything about why I'm substituting for yes, so, Sister Twaint? Okay. Yes. Okay. So normally my co-host is Sister Latter-day Twaint. Um, and she has given me permission to share all of this. And I actually have some stories to go along with it too. So we're going to mm-hmm. talk about this for a minute. So the reason that Sister Twaint is not with us and the reason that this recording was kind of delayed is that her father passed away last week. I think on Thursday or Friday. 
Um, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that her dad has Alzheimer's and has kind of been in and out of care facilities. Um, she did a whole episode kind of talking about that and kind of her relationship with her mom and just different things about that. Um, so from what I understand, and honestly, she and I have not had a lot of conversation about it. And I am kind of just, I mean, my dad passed away like four years ago, five years ago, I guess like four years ago. And it's a, it's just, if you've ever lost a parent, it's just a crazy time. Like it, everything seems unreal. Your emotions are all over the place. And so I haven't pressed a lot, so I don't have a lot of great answers. <laughs> but from what I understand, he was here in Salt Lake in a hospital um, and basically just passed away due to complications because of Alzheimer's. Um, I believe, because also we're in the midst of the, you know, the corona pandemic, mm-hmm. I believe she was able to, like, see him and spend some time with him. At least when I saw her, which was after he had passed, she had some kind of wristband on, which I didn't ask about, but I assume was some sort of wristband to get in and out of the hospital. Cause I know they're pretty restricted on who they allow in the hospitals right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So she texted me, like I said, Thursday or Friday morning and said, my dad passed at 10 this morning, let everyone know. So I was texting friends of ours. Um, and then I know the funeral was today. Um, and now her, her mom, mama Twaint was here in town and her, brother with the forearms and his wife were here in town (laughs) um her sister sister vulva did not come um i know she was here several months ago and kind of knew that that would probably be the last time she saw her dad so kind of said her goodbyes then you know Mm -hmm. and knew that maybe she wouldn't be able to return so Mm -hmm. um so just to share a little of again what i know because i don't know that much because honestly sister twain and i have not had in-depth conversations about this um, I'm just kind of giving her her space. But so she texted me. I texted some friend of ours. I said, I'm going to run to the liquor store and just get her some wine. So she's got some, you know, things in supply. Um, so anyway, so I gathered up some funds from some friends. I ran to the liquor store. I stocked up on wine. And then I drove it to her house to give it to her. So as I pull up at her house... You know, and again, we're in the middle of quarantine, so I haven't seen anyone in person for months, you mm-hmm. know. So I pull up at her house, her mother, Mama Twaint, and um, her brother and her brother's wife are kind of standing in the front yard. And Sister Twaint was talking to a very hot neighbor who lives across the street. Mm. Um, yeah. Which we'll, so we'll then, need to hear about when she returns. Yes. So, well, so then I got out of the car and she was like, can I give you a hug? And I was like, yes, I'll give you a hug. So she gave me a hug and she, and she kind of whispered in my ear two things. She said, I have never spoken to that hot neighbor before, but look at how hot he is. And I was like, <laughs> yes, he is very hot. And I go, is he married? And she goes, yeah, but who cares? And I was like, yeah, good, good point. <laughs> and then she also kind of whispered in my ear, do not bring up the podcast, which I thought was funny because I never tell anyone about this podcast. <laughs> you just walk in the front yard. So anyway, you guys, have you heard our you podcast? You guys, Hi. Have you guys heard our podcast? I know this might be an inappropriate time, what with the passing of your father, but... Right. But we got a real funny podcast about how much we hate Mormons. <laughs> so anyway, so so then she went in the house to get something. It was to get the gifts that we were sending to the patrons for March and April, which I finally sent out today. So I'm sorry, March and April patrons, your gifts are on the way. Um so while we're kind of in the yard, her mother was like, was kind of on a FaceTime call, was like talking, but like holding the phone up kind of in front of her face, like on a FaceTime call. 
um, like old people do. Mm-hmm. And then her, so then she introduced me. She's like, this is my brother with the forearms. I was like, so nice to meet you. The forearms are lovely in real life. Um, <laughs> I met, you know, her brother's wife and then their child. And so we were chatting a little bit and I really wasn't there long, but I was kind of like, but, but in my heart, I kind of wanted to get out of there before mama Twain got off the phone. Cause right. I was a little like, it felt a little uncomfortable and a little awkward. And you, like, and you, of course, don't know what to do with people in general. No, I'm scared of people, right. So, But here's the thing. I think I'm a very, like, conscientious person. And so normally I would be very, like, so sorry about your loss. I lost my father a few. You know, like, those mm-hmm. are the things that I should have said and would have said. Mm-hmm. But um, we were just kind of chatting. Mama Twain was still on the phone. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to run. Let me know if you need anything. I go to get in the car, in my car, and Mama Twain on her phone call is like, hold on, hold on, kind of stops talking to whoever is talking to whoever she's talking to, and then waves at me and says, hello. And I was like, hi, I'm Josh. So nice to meet you. And she goes, nice to meet you, too. I'm Mama Twain. So oh, she <laughs> referred to herself <laughs> by the secret code name that we use to refer to her. So how did Sister Twait react to that? Because she low-key knows that her mom listens to Yeah, so we we know that her mom has listened in the past. I don't know how many episodes she's listened to, but enough to know that we call her Mama Twain. Oh I Lord. Think... Does she know what a Twain is? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't stop to ask. So Sister Twain just kind of made a face and I was like, nice to meet you. And then I just got in the car and drove away. And it wasn't. (laughs) And again, I felt kind of shitty later because I was like, her husband just died like hours before. Like literally this was like he had died at like 10 a.m. And this was like 1 p.m. Like it was like Mm, within hours. And so I felt kind of shitty that I hadn't been like, I'm so sorry about your loss, you know, whatever. But I just got so uncomfortable that I was like, nice to meet you. And then just jumped in my car and drove away. Well, she was on the phone, and I'm sure she probably doesn't even remember that day. You know what I mean? Or she probably does, not. but probably, probably you don't not. enter into it. But there's something to be said about having enough wherewithal hours after your spouse has passed to Call say... You, to refer to yourself as... Yeah, to be Mom like, 20. I'm going to show this little fucker <laughs> that I know exactly who he is. You know? <laughs> like, there's something to be said for that sort of chutzpah to just be like... Oh, you don't get to drive away, little faggot. I'm going to show you that I know exactly who you are, which she did. Well, and then I texted Sister Twain and I was like, oh, my God. And she was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, your mom hates me. And she's like, you think? And I was like, I was like, and then I said, I feel really bad. I wasn't very compassionate. I wasn't very kind. Passionate. To someone who had just lost their, lost their spouse. Did you just I'm say like, I wasn't very passionate? Compassionate. Oh. I wasn't I was- very passionate. <laughs> I was like, I just had to kind of get out of there. And she was like, that's fine. Um, and then one other story that I think Sister Twain told me this was okay to tell. Um, so she was in the, at her house. I mean, at least you think it's okay. I'm pretty it's, sure. It's not a big deal. It's fine. I'm pretty sure she told me that I could tell this one. So this was just a conversation she and I had over text. Like I was checking in, like, how's it going? Is there going to be a service? Because again, like, this yeah, is all so right weird. Now? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's also weird when someone passes away during this quarantine because it was like, because obviously normally I would have gone to a service to like be there to support 
mm-hmm. Sister Twain, but they had a very, very small service, I think, with just family members because they can't have a big gathering. Anyway, so we were just texting about different things. And then she said, oh, my God, we're sitting in the living room tonight. So it's her, her brother with the forearms and Mama Twain. And Sister Twain gets up to, like, go get something out of the kitchen. And Mama Twain says to her, oh, Sister Twain, your boobs look so big. Like, are your boobs getting bigger? Why are your boobs so big? And Sister Twain goes, oh, Jesus Christ, Mom. Like, why are you saying that? And then Mama Twain says, oh, I've listened to your podcast. You guys talk about way worse things than that. Oh, Lord. (laughs) So... So, so there was so that. Sister Twain's dealing with a lot of grief, really, like just a lot layers like every, of grief yes. is happening over yeah. there. Every time I've texted her, and again, we have we have talked very minimally, but every time I've texted her, and I'm just like, "How are you?" And she's like, "This just all feels so surreal." And yeah. she's like, "I just need time and space to like process this." And she's like, "And I haven't had any time or space to process this." Well, and she was already, I mean, from the last podcast that you guys put out, you know, it's not yeah. an easy time to be dealing with anyway. Yes. And then to not even know what your emotions is, are, and then add that to it, it's right. And that, yeah, a very special kind of hell, I'm sure, but. Our love goes out to her, and I hope yes. that her dad right now is smoking all the pot in whatever heaven exists for him. Because I just hope his heaven is full of all the marijuana and a all lot of people. Wonderful and a lot of people of that are just like, oh yeah, this is totally fine. You can smoke all you want, uh-huh. and he's just like, this is the greatest. Right. That's what we hope for him. Yep. I, I don't mean... want him to be in the Mormon heaven because the Mormon heaven sounds like hell. So. Right. He would have to be do. I mean, he would be sent out to do missionary work, even though there's a quarantine. And um, do you think there's a quarantine in the spirit world, too? Probably. Probably. Well, even. Yeah. So he can't go preach the gospel because then the spirit, the spirits will get COVID-19. <laughs> and spirit but no, actually, we'll send them right on back out. Spirit missionaries are not um, essential workers, so they have to stay home. <laughs> okay, they're, so like, they're like, finally, for fuck's sake, I've been in heaven for how many years now? And, and I've just been doing all this missionary, missionary work. work. As someone who's been on an LDS mission, which is actually where you and I met, was on our mm-hmm. LDS missions. Can yeah. you imagine anything worse than dying and then going to heaven? And then they were like, surprise, you're on your mission again. No, like, what is that? It was the Holy Temple, right? That Boy K. Packer book where they really kind of got into some specific detail about. Oh, I don't know. I don't think. Oh, I've yeah. Read this in book. fact, I used it in Relief Society lessons in the past. Um, where, yeah, they st- spoke specifically about how that was what our future life was in heaven was like, like not just doing missionary work, but like doing it so quickly because you had so much work to do and you had to, you know, reach so many people that, I mean, it sounded exhausting and it was just one of those things where I'm like, really, I'm going to die after doing my very best to be perfect in quotation marks. And then you're going to make me do missionary work with my family 24 seven. Right. What? With your family and your gay ex-husband. I guess my gay I, ex-husband? I guess if we were doing missionary work together, we probably made it through. We stayed married the whole way through in that alternate reality. And we luckily, sh- you're all fixed now. We had a shitty, miserable heaven. marriage for like 50 years. But then we got to heaven and then you were like, hey. And then I was like, what's hey, what's up? up? I love vaginas now. And then they were like, <laughs> do missionary work. And, and I would forget all about the past and be like, this is great. It's like the Mormons don't even know how to sell their own religion. They're like, <laughs> but 
if you stay true and faithful and live a life full of shame and guilt, then you can work really hard in the afterlife. Doesn't that if sound great? If you don't and you're not there in heaven, then then what? Then you're going to just like be partying in hell with all the yeah. alcohol and the drugs. With all and the, the gay people. The with, all, with all the gay people and the queers and the, yeah. I mean, that sounds way better. I mean, wait, wait. I'll take my chances. Okay, so let's take a little break. And then okay. when we come back, I just want to hear about how you're doing in the COVIDs. Um, the weirds. The weirds. The weirds. I like that's from, well, we'll talk about that. But yeah, okay. I want to just hear how things are going in the weirds for you. Okay. So let's take a break. Okay, bye. Oh, hello. Hi. Welcome back. I'm here. Did you just you know play what? the one where you guys talk about Anchor? Yes, I did. Okay. It's the only ad we have right now. <laughs> for yourself or for Anchor. For ourselves. Um, <laughs> I, was, I just was thinking while I was like getting ready to reconnect, I was thinking about us talking about like how you're just like cool and on top of things and you're like, go in the other room, I'm going to record and I'm like over here when the kids are here, like having a meltdown and like crying myself to sleep and stuff. And I was thinking like, remember when we were married that I was like the optimist? Like I was like the, the big dreamer and the looking forward to the future and you were a little bit more of like the real realist do you remember mm-hmm. that or am i mm-hmm. remembering incorrectly no that's correct yeah and now you're and now always you're... the life of the party you yeah. know and now you're like working out and you're like healthy and you're like building wow. a life for yourself and i'm that's... like i'm like angry and depressed all the time <laughs> life's funny you guys <laughs> That's what happens when you act on your homosexual tendencies. That's true. That's true. I lost the image of Christ in my countenance. That's what happened. I mean, I, I, and maybe you need to learn this lesson and just instead rejoin the church and count the days until you become straight in the afterlife. That'll be amazing. Okay. So we're in, we are literally in day like 53 of the weirds, right? Right. Like we've been I think home for I have no, li- you could tell me it was five days or like four hundred and fifty and I have no idea how long it's been. So it's like it's like early May right now, like it's May fifth or sixth or something. And I think we went into quarantine on like March thirteenth or twelfth mm-hmm. or something. Um and if you are listening, there's a podcast that Kumail Nanjiani and his wife Emily Gordon are putting out. <laughs> what is it called? Oh, staying home yeah i can't remember oh it's staying in because they always say it's staying in podcasts anyway so they're just putting a podcast out which is and it's basically just them talking for like an hour about life during quarantine but they call they call quarantine in the weirds and i've adopted that i really like that we don't want to call it the new normal or like you know all those things just feel annoying so we just call it in the weirds so Mm -hmm. we've been in the weirds for like 50 something days how are you doing? Um, well, I have no fucking idea how I'm doing. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, some days I, today was a pretty good day. Uh, my, unfortunately, probably the, when we first went into quarantine, my work, I'm still working. I started working. I was working in the office at the time and then I started working from home. Um, but it like died when we first went into quarantine because everyone basically like shut down we didn't know what to do we didn't know what phones were we didn't we were just kind of like running around in circles screaming 
So for a few weeks, it was really pretty quiet and nice. And then the su- the spring weather, the summer picked up, um, which is for us is our busy season anyway. And everyone's gone and everyone's home and likes to complain about a lot of stuff. So um, my work has gone completely bonkers. So um, I'm, bu- I'm super duper busy with that. Um, but the problem is sometimes I don't want to do one goddamn thing for the whole yeah. day. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, you know, I'm woken up at 830 a.m. with the phone ringing and it's ringing all day. And so some days like I can be on top of it and be like, let's do this. And then other days I just want to like stay in my bed and cry. So today was a pretty productive day. I um, had to work all day and then I worked in my yard for a little bit. Um, uh, It's okay. I I don't know what to think think about anything like with everything kind of opening up right now in quotation marks yeah it's so bizarre utah and even just this area because like you can go to um harman's which i love which i think i'm just strictly only shopping there from now on um after their response to the whole covid thing because they've taken it so seriously and like i go in there and they like have arrows of where i can go and walk and what i can do and it just feels really like safe Uh and lovely there yeah don't go to walmart and then you go to walmart because i was like oh i need i really need a something for the garden you know and it's so close and it's cheap and so i go there and there is not one thing that they are doing differently there they're not sanitizing carts they're not right you know limiting the amount of people they're not telling right. us where to go i mean they suggest that you wear masks but they don't really give a shit and no no one at walmart is wearing masks right they have their american flag right big old truck in the parking lot and right. no one is gonna tell them to wear a mask in walmart right so and that's like within like five minutes you know of each other so you're like are we are we taking this seriously are we not taking this seriously should i be panicked should i not i feel good but you know, I also worry because every day in the news, there's some new story about how the coronavirus now has morphed into this weird thing that's giving kids like rashes and you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just... so I don't know. I think the weather really helps. That's nice. Yeah. Because it's just, just lovely out right now. And yeah. So you try to like hold on to that. Uh, homeschooling fucking sucks that's, yeah it's the worst like i don't even what why yeah. are we doing that yeah. and that's probably the main stressor i think in our lives is trying to get our kids through school um, yeah and i think like I, I felt this way kind of the whole time that there's sort of this like double talk of like we get it you're in a stressful situation just do your best like we mm-hmm. totally understand and then meanwhile our son our ninth grade son's french teacher is assigning like six or seven assignments every week and i'm just like he yeah. does not speak french and right now he's essentially trying to teach himself to speak french to do these assignments and i understand that like 
she has a responsibility to try to like finish out the school year and let, and you know, these kids get their credits and whatever. But I just feel like there are certain classes that we just need to be like, okay, it's French. Like we're pulling. I just feel like we We just all need to just be honest with, with ourselves and say, listen, none of us know, know what the hell we're doing. Not the administration, not the teachers, not the school board, not the parents, not the kids. None of us know what we're doing. This is a wash. Let's just be done. It doesn't matter anyway. We start over next year. Yeah. You know, and by then we'll have a summer to figure out like policies and procedures that are going to help right. us we get back to school. But let's like, let's like not wing it anymore when yeah. it comes to the stuff that is like ruining every single person is involved lives. Like I get it that when we thought this was going to be like a two week shutdown, we were like, okay, like we're going to send some assignments home. We're going to wing it. But yeah, like. We, our youngest daughter, who is our most responsible child in many ways, is like freaking out because she's so far behind in math, but has so much stress and anxiety about doing math that it's impossible to like get her to do the work. And, and I also, just, we don't care. No, also, yeah, we don't care. And I keep saying to her, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you need to just do the best you can. And if you're not done, she's like, no, I have to finish all the assignments. I'm like, no, you don't. Because when you go to, you know, ne- when you're in sixth grade next year, none of the kids are going to have learned the last half of the year of fifth grade math. Like she probably has learned a lot more than a lot of kids because, you know, she's very smart and you and I are involved and we're helping her and we have internet at home. There are tons of kids who have no access to internet, who have parents that are working all the time, you know, like Mm -hmm. who are not teaching themselves fifth grade math at home. Anyway, it's yeah. The school thing is insane. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's just too much energy that is going towards something that does not matter right now at yeah. all. Yeah. And we're all in the same, every, every single one of us is in the same position throughout the entire United States, throughout the world. Yeah. This is the one time we can say, listen, we're all going to be in the same place, you know? Right. And we're going to have to like come now. up with some plans for the fall when, when, and if, because who knows if the, in the fall, if school is going to resume like normal, like it could be, you know, well, we could still be in yeah, some. Take some time instead of like assigning 15 French assignments. Let's like have some meetings and start talking about yeah. what next year is going to look like. And, and anyway. how we get kids caught up who didn't do the work. And anyway, yeah, yeah. So in Utah, where we live, you know, there was never an official stay at home order, of course, because like Utah is the state of like, you can't tell me what to do government because I'm a Republican. Um, and then on May 1st, the state like reopened. And when you read the official kind of statements from the, from the government and from the state, you know, whatever, they basically were like, okay, you guys, but we're going to reopen. But like, everybody has to promise to like, still be like super careful. You guys, like we can only reopen if everyone's super careful. Like they were so vague. They had mm-hmm. no actual rules or anything in them. And I think, and the thing that's been really hard for me, and maybe this exists and I just never heard it, but I think like this would have been something that the government should have done a better job of reporting was saying like, we are opening on May 1st because we have seen X, Y, and Z. You know, the number of cases has gone down by this percent. You know, the infection rate has slowed down by this percent. Like, so we feel safe that we can take these measures to like, partially reopen the state there was none of that the week before we reopened we had more infections than we'd had the entire 
time of quarantine the what the week before and then we just reopened everything so and i feel like i put something on my instagram about this the other day when i'm out in public i wear a mask everywhere i go i do not see anybody wearing not maybe not nobody but there i would see but, i see probably about half see for me i feel like it's like 20 percent. like i was at the liquor mm-hmm. store the other day and you have to wait in a big line i actually think the liquor stores themselves are doing a really pretty good job it's of like one of the it. safest pl- places yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, even though the employees there are insane and like yell at you and stuff, I've been yelled at twice at the liquor store now. Why? Well, <laughs> so they have the they have these big lines outside to get in, right. right? So one time I was waiting at the liquor store, and there's there's usually like a worker at the door that kind of like lets the next person in once right. someone leaves, and they're uh-huh. also kind of sanitizing the carts. Mm-hmm. So one time we were, I was standing in the line at the liquor store. And the guy in the door kept coming out and just yelling at the line, six feet apart. You guys need to be six oh feet apart. And we would all kind of look around because like we all thought we were six feet apart. Yeah. We didn't know who he was yelling it at. And then, and then, and then finally he comes out with a megaphone and he goes, apparently you idiots are too stupid to understand, but if you oh don't stand goodness. six feet apart, I'm going to shut down this whole liquor store and you can all go home with nothing. And all of us again, kind of just like looked at each other, like, who's not six feet apart like we had no idea um and also like does the 22 year old like guy with someone has a power have, complex has the authority to shut down the liquor store can he actually do that <laughs> so that was one time so that wasn't directly yelled at me but it was like it yelled at like the 10 of us in line and we all were just looking around like we'd all kind of back up a little bit but we were just right. like, who's not we're all six feet apart like right. and they don't, it's not like they have like tape on the ground or something so you're just no. like doing your best Right. So the second time I got to the front of the line and, and there's someone that kind of mans the foyer and they're like cleaning the carts off and whatever. They like nod you in when, yeah. the, when so he had out. walked, he had walked over to like grab some carts or something. And like two people came out. So I start walking in and he stops me and he goes, what are you, what do you think you're doing? And I go, Oh, well they just walked out. So I was, I just thought I was, I could come in and he goes, you are not allowed to come in until I tell you to come in. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and he goes, go ahead and go in now. And I was (laughs) like, Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. So anyway, that was a little bit of a tension. But yeah, last time I was at the liquor store at a different, I finally went to a different liquor store. I'm like, I'm not going to the holiday one anymore. Yeah, I haven't had problems like that. That's Um, funny. So I went to the Fort Union one, which is a, have you been to that liquor store? I love that one. It's lovely. They have Uh a great selection. Anyway. Uh It looks like a, like a uh, like San Quentin prison from the yeah. outside. Like it's the ugliest one. Yeah. Of all well, of they them. all look like a DMV. Well, right, outside. right. But this holiday one's just a little, little bit. Yeah, sexy. the holiday one is pretty new, so it feels a little shishi. But yeah, but no, that Fort Union one, great selection, beautiful gowns. Anyway, so <laughs> but when I was waiting in line at that one, there was honestly prob, and there was uh, probably like seventy people in line. There were a ton of people waiting, and there were probably like four people in the whole line with masks on. And this was like mm. this was like this week, so like the second or third or something. Like, <sighs> yeah. I don't know what to think. I don't know. I just am prepared for the worst. So yeah. I'll just see what happens because like our daughter was super excited today because her gymnastics gym is opening up soon. <gasps> they are? Yeah. And I'm I just didn't even like, know that. There are hundreds of children crammed in there. Yeah. Every time. Like how are oh. they going to manage that? So, and of course 
she's excited and I want to be excited for her because that poor child has not like left the house for no and eight she's weeks our and she's so child. active yeah. and she's really into gymnastics and so she's so excited and I'm just like I, I don't even know what to think anymore I just I'm just gonna do my best I'm gonna try to be as you know healthy and and follow the regulations and stuff as possible and and you know if in three weeks we all have to go back into quarantine then that's what's gonna happen because it's just crazy i do think that utah is a lot better off than most states so i hope it stays that way yeah and i mean yeah i think like our number of cases relatively is fairly low just because you know, we don't have a very dense population here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like, you know, we're not New York or San Francisco where people are just living in like very small spaces on top of each other. And right. But so yeah, the number of cases here is smaller, but I just still I that's why I hate this whole thing with the state reopening, because then either we have to let like, either we have to let her go to gymnastics, which opens up our whole family to risk, or we have to be the bad guys and say, no, you can't go. And also, we're going to pay for her not going. You know what I mean? Because we've already paid anyway. And it just got delayed. So, yeah. So, that's what's so frustrating. I don't know. It's a lot of trying to figure out, too, how to balance it with your kids and their social wellness. Um, I know for sure with me the past couple of weeks, especially this last week, um, I've kind of reached my limit of uh, solidarity. You know, I just don't. Because because we're in a situation where we're single, we don't have partners or, you know, we're not receiving any of, I have friends and friends that I talk to, but you don't have any like physical affection. You don't have any, you know, like romantic prospects. So, and, and you can go for a while with that, but I don't know after this amount of time, it's, it's getting tough, but regardless you know, in a, in a lot of ways, my friends and like um, just getting together with them on occasion, you know, helps a lot with that. And not having that is really starting to play on my own social emotional well-being. Yeah. So I know it has to be on theirs, too, especially with, you know, being the age that they are and their emotional development. And, and it, now we're going to have to start making hard choices about, you know, do we let friends get together and try to do it responsibly or you know yeah technically right now the rule is like you can get together in groups of 20 i think yeah i think that is officially the rule so we're gonna have to start you know figuring out what that looks like for um the kids and for us and it's just i don't none of us know what we're doing yeah we've never been in this situation before so it is really funny that you're like oh I really miss people and I like really want to connect and like you and I were talking the other night and you had had a phone call with someone you had met on a dating app and I Mm -hmm. was like like I like I just feel like I I mean I already was on the verge of this but I just think this quarantine has like pushed me over the edge like I have just shut down every part of my psyche that like wants to meet people or connect with people or have sex or date or anything ever again I just feel like like when I see people on on tv shows like hanging out with friends I'm like that seems weird I don't understand what that (laughs) is well honestly in all seriousness though there's like a real danger to that I think because I mean not you but just oh no me (laughs) 
Oh no, I'm in danger. That I, I, I don't, I think that it's not unusual that as we've been here for two months and you know, we don't feel really physically very good about ourselves and you know, we are probably insecure and anxious and all of these things that it's really, really hard. I think it's, you really have to like get like emotionally prepared to think about socializing or talking to someone from a dating app or meeting up with someone from a dating app yeah, like I'll that's never, never seemed more daunting than it does now <laughs> i'll never do it again and like that's where we're all at and it's gonna be quite a transition and just it's gonna be a lot of work i i don't think we understand like the emotional ramifications the uh how it's gonna uh, affect our mental health for like yeah. months and years to come and so i think we're all gonna have to like work really hard to um, not just be like, well, okay, I'm just gonna be a hermit now. And yeah, build my bunker and go live underground for the rest of my life. And one thing that that's really good that that I know about myself and that I think our gentle listeners know about me is that when there is something hard in my life, like I am ready to step up to the challenge and face it and try to make changes mm-hmm. and fix it. I don't at all just shut down and hide from my problems in the world. So I'm totally up for that challenge. I feel really good about you it. You like to just hit it face on, go the extra mile. I do. Just like really if someone's like, you know what would help about. your like mental a, health? Like an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Athlete like if someone's like, what might help your mental health is to go to therapy. Then like within an hour, I have a therapy appointment made. It doesn't mm-hmm. take me two years. And then mm-hmm. I don't cancel and stop going to that therapist after finally making an appointment mm-hmm. after two years. I would never do that. Just like within it's... an hour. I'm like, I've got the appointment booked. I'm ready to go. So it's nice to see the quarantine hasn't been like a period of like self-reflection oh, for God, you. Or no, not at all. Self-improvement. It's just mostly like just leaning into dysfunction and yeah. just like finding a safe place there yeah i mean just it, like bringing a beanbag chair and just staying there and I, being comfortable i feel like like the first three days of quarantine were that like i was yeah. like did yoga and i was like meditating and then and i was like writing in my journal in the morning and i was like this is going to be a real mental health health break for me and then there was an earthquake and then like just the wheels fell off and just like mm. I just never recovered from the earthquake, basically, which at this point was like 100 years ago. I don't even know. I mean, there's been like 40 since then, so yeah. it's fine. Okay, so let's take a little break. And then when I come, when we come back, Tish has no idea what we're talking about. I just was like, no, just let's record. I'll tell not. you. So um, when you were on last, you shared some really great recommendations of things to watch or listen to during quarantine. So I, and that was like a month ago. So I would love to know when we come back just any new things you've partaken of that you can share with the gentle listeners. And I have some as well. So okay. Okay. Sounds good. okay cool. Yep. See you in a minute. Bye. Welcome back. Are you drinking anything, by the way? I'm not tonight, only oh. because uh, the Cinco de Mayo Taco Tuesday tequila really... Um, From Was that me, yesterday? Yeah, so that okay. put me in not a great position today, so I decided to take a little break. Were you like drinking a on a Zoom call with friends and eating tacos or just drinking by yourself? I actually went over to my friend's house, <gasps> you what? know who it is. Yep. And we had a socially responsible 
um, we ordered takeout and ate some tacos and had margaritas. Wow. I know. It was so crazy. It was awesome. I mean, it, it is so funny because when we do actually start socializing again, it's like we've just entered like this whole new world. We're just so excited to be talking to adults and humans and yeah. it's kind of fun. So yeah. anyway, it, makes, it was like, too much it ma- tequila and tequila I don't normally drink anyway. Yeah. It's a but killer. A margarita with a salted rim on Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Like, oh, so, so good. Um, even hearing that story gives me a panic attack. So that's where I am emotionally. So <laughs> anyway. Having having some food with a friend. Oh yeah. Like complete <laughs> like completely abject terror. So Okay. Well good. So well, we're, I'm good. gonna be I'm gonna be good. It's the next four or five years are gonna be really interesting in my life. So <laughs> anyway, so um we're here on the quarantine. You shared before some lovely recommendations of like things you're watching and listening to and whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you have new things you're watching and listening to? And if you don't, I have some too. Uh, well, I'm constantly <laughs> watching and listening. So yes. I'm trying to think. I mean, so I don't know if you, I, I know, I thought we talked about it at one point, but I don't, you watched Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, right? Yes, that was on my list. Did we talk okay. about that before? Yes. Okay, I so love that show. So that's on Hulu, and when and Zoe's extraordinary playlist for me was like a little bit hit or miss. Like when it was on, it was like so 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 good, and then yeah. sometimes like when um what's his doodle, who plays her dad, has like his big dumb dopey face, and then you yeah. know oh, okay, I, but, I mean dad. the finale. You've seen the finale, right? No, I don't. Oh no, I have one more episode to watch, so that must be the finale. Yeah. Oh, um, sobbed, sobbed. You, mm, I don't know if you should watch it. Oh, I'm gonna watch it tonight. I could use okay, a you good will, cry. I promise you will sob your eyes out. In fact, maybe I'll watch it again so I can sob. Like, I probably haven't cried that hard for years. So, anyway, um, it's okay. So, that show is uh, Zoe is a girl who um discovers that she has this power that people's like emotions inside of them. Um, they start singing about it. She's the only one who can hear their like actual inside emotions through song. Yeah. It, it's their heart song. She calls it. Yeah. She's adorable. Um, um, what's his doodle from pitch perfect is in it. And he's just Skylar the Aston. cutest. He's the cutest. And he's such a great singer. And like, I mean, I love, it makes me want to watch pitch perfect again for the 50th time. I know um, that's the most unrealistic part about that show for me is that allegedly like, she's he's because he's kind of like in love with her like they're best friends but he's in love with her and mm-hmm. she's like n- kind of not into it and i'm just like what if that boy was i know but i'm a, me... i i'm also really into her other love interest too That's so true. He's, and he's tough. very beautiful and he's very beautiful and he's like a broadway star so he also can sing in the oh like, he's on broadway i didn't I know that i think so i have to look him up again because you know i'm that person who looks everyone up when i'm watching a tv yeah. show but i mean he's got some chops so and then it's choreographed by our friend Mandy Moore from So You Think You Can Dance. So, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Can that you either. see it now? Can you see it now? Well, and, yes, I totally can. And wasn't she in an episode? She played. Yeah, like, she was. And she was like a Broadway caster. The greatest part of that show for me is Alex Newell. Um, Alex Newell was on Glee, and he played a, a. Right. I don't know if he was trans on Glee or if he just was like. He th- I think he was. 
Yeah, he was. Either trans or he dressed anyway. Alex Newell himself identifies as a cisgender cisgendered gay man, but he uses and he uses he him pronouns, but he identifies as like gender fluid. Anyway, but mm. he plays her neighbor and he's amazing and so talented and I love him. Yeah. Anyway. So it gets a little schmaltzy choppy. <coughs> um, but there it just it's so much fun and it really does have some like real emotional moments there's one where they did a whole dance number with sign language which was oh yeah so was like amazing. incredibly moving it was so beautiful. beautiful yeah um which i never would have thought was yeah like made me ball but it did that show and makes then... me sad and frustrated because i feel like there's no chance in hell it's getting renewed like shows like that oh, i think it renewed. will you don't think it you will? think so no <laughs> i just think like I just don't think people watch like weird kind of conceptual shows like that with singing and dancing, you know? I think it did pretty well, but I don't know. I hope so. We'll see. I hope so too. I mean, the good news is this is where the age of, age of cable where things have a chance of getting renewed if there's yeah. enough like good press and people, enough yeah. people watching it, you know? Um, speaking of goodwill, so you know I'm a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. which is great this season, but then they're doing this like special. It's called something like RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Have you heard of this? You told me about it. Okay. Because remember, we had the whole discussion about Nico. Oh, yes. About Nico Tortorello, how Mm -hmm. he's the worst. Mm -hmm. Uh, So So beautiful. It's like a, I think it's a four part kind of special. And basically what it is, is three celebrities come on. And then there are three drag queens who are kind of famous from RuPaul's Drag Race who come and help those celebrities do drag and then they do a big lip sync and they do a runway and all that stuff anyway it sounds like a little bit gimmicky i mean it's totally gimmicky but it's like has a lot of heart and it's really kind of lovely and the first episode was good it was nico tortorello who's the worst and then two straight guys and it was sort of fun to see like oh straight guys explore their feminine side the second episode had vanessa williams in it as one of the drag queens (laughs) Oh, so they're was... different people every time. Yeah, it's yeah. That's so each, good. it's three different drag queens and three different celebrity times. So it's more just oh, like, nice. and then whoever wins wins money for their charity. Anyway, it's delightful and entertaining. And on and and it it wasn't for, at first like you could. I was kind of watching it on the VH1 app, but sometimes it wouldn't work. But now you can buy it on iTunes, and it's like twelve dollars for the whole series because it's only like four or five episodes so i bought it on itunes if you want to watch it yay now i can watch it because we have that family sharing um but then the other drag race themed show that i recommended on my instagram the other day is on hbo and it's a show called we're here Mm -hmm. and it's three again drag queens from ruhal's drag race drag race it's um shangela bob the drag queen and um eureka and they it's like, you've seen the movie Tu Wong Fu, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like Tu Wong Fu came to life. So they basically travel to small towns and mm-hmm. and help people, like, give people drag makeovers and they do a big show. And so it's kind of like Queer Eye meets Tu Wong Fu meets RuPaul's Drag Race. The first episode... They... What, did, what network did, did you say it was it's on? It's on HBO. Okay. So the first episode, they went to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and that one was really interesting. The second episode, they went to Twin Falls, Idaho, and that episode was bonkers because there was a ton of, like, Mormon undertone in it because, of course, like, all these, Mm -hmm. like, little queer kids in Twin Falls were former Mormons and grew up with these religious families, and there there was a couple that they sort of, like, made over on that one, and the couple was... They had met as two women in 
and they were both members of the church, but then, and kind of fallen in love. And then the, and then one of the women transitioned. Um, and so then they were this married couple of this man and woman, but like their families like still didn't really accept it. And their family pulled all that bullshit of like, we still really love you, but like, we just like, don't agree with your lifestyle of, you know, so there's a ton of like Mormon undertones and, Anyway, the finale of the second episode, they do a big drag show and it's 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 three kind of local Twin Falls drag queens that they kind of help. And then it's this straight guy who basically was like, I want to do this because I was like shitty to gay people growing up because I think he was Mm -hmm. Mormon. And then it's this couple and they do this big drag show at the end. And I was like head in the hands like shaking like ugly face sobbing. It's so good. It's so good and then and the mormons in the audience are crying and you want to be like suck it mormons see these people are amazing and you've Mm -hmm. treated them like shit and now they're killing it on stage Mm -hmm. so it's really worth it it's called we're here and it's on hbo okay i i want to watch both of those you should sounds great since it feels like the kind of energy we need right now well yeah that's the thing like i've tried i mean like there's a new show on apple tv plus called killing or defending jacob or something that's about uh-huh uh-huh i've seen that have you watched I also all keep of it hearing... i haven't seen any i know i haven't seen it i've seen okay. that it's on there so it's and then people keep talking about ozark which yeah. i watched the first season and liked but i'm like and i i'm sure i would like it but like i, I just cannot... don't have it in me yeah i don't have it in me to, like to, to do something heavy I've at, in a, any way i've watched a couple episodes of defending jacob and it's about a, it's like a, it's about these two parents who then their son is arrested for murdering someone at his school and they're trying to figure out like if he did it and if he didn't and you know so it's very well done and i and i really like it a lot but i just like when i'm sitting down at the end of the night and i'm exhausted and depressed yeah you're just like, like i just oh, want to drag the show. show about a 15 year old who murdered another 15 year old that sounds fun <laughs> no it doesn't at all i want to watch some drag queens read some mormons for filth that's what i want <laughs> You know what we do, what we have to do, and that works for me. I do think uh, we're lucky in uh, the resurgent. Well, in podcast world, it seems that those people who can't be performing right now. Oh, one thing I want to bring up before I talk about podcasts, though, is did you see the Parks and Recreation special, reunion special? I loved it so much. It was so fantastic. I felt like, well, never mind. I won't say my criticism of it. I loved it so much. And the part that I loved the most was when they tricked Leslie into getting on the other call. And she goes, hello, hello. I heard Brene Brown was going to be on this call. And I was like, (laughs) it's so perfect. Because that show was on, like, what, six or seven years ago when Uh Brene Brown, like, wasn't as popular as she is now. But you're just like, of course Leslie Nope would love Brene Brown. Like, of course she would. It was very cute. Before, in fact, before I watched it, I was listening. um, So we talked about The Good Place in the last, um, or the I don't know when we what I don't know 700 years ago yeah. when we talked about it um and the creator of the good place is Mike Schur who also did Parks and Rec did Brooklyn Nine-Nine he's like a genius yeah, I adore yeah. him so anyway he was on the good place podcast which I also highly 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 recommend um if you haven't listened to the good place podcast it's still it's going even though the good place is over well it's once that was over now they'll have specials every once in a while like the good place or would have like a you know before we look, got locked down for the quarantine if they were doing like a panel or something that would be on there they'd even talk about like brooklyn 99 or other kind of stuff oh, so okay. anyway he had mike sure on 
and Nick Offerman and I think that one of the other writers of the the actual special and so they talked about it in detail and just like how it all came to be and you know how they wanted it all to go down because really they wanted to do every like character it's justice you know and make sure that they're all and just even just the logistics of trying to make it seem like like you why know, would the, all these people be on a video call together? Jones yeah. are in the same house, but they're not. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said that introduction by Paul Rudd that he just like asked him, and he said he sent him like a an email, and then like four minutes later he had that intro back and from it's him. So funny. Yeah, it's, it's so, so funny. It's so fun, and I just oh, it was. And so, it's on YouTube. Just, like, so if you missed it, so you can go watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Speaking really quickly, speaking of the YouTubes, and then I'll let you talk about podcasts. And I'm sure you did not watch this, but on the YouTubes, there was, um, it was Stephen Sondheim's 90th birthday. And so they Mm -hmm. did this big 90th birthday celebration and they had all these Broadway actors and actresses like, you know, calling in basically and singing Sondheim numbers. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I mean, like, 12 year old gay me was so excited like it was so magical and so beautiful and it's on youtube too and it's fantastic so mm-hmm. if you love it's, the song time go watch that it's been fun to just see everyone doing you know like table reads is a big thing for charity um they did a big mouth table read which was really fun because i oh, love they all did? those people on there yeah john Mulaney, nick kroll it was it's maya rudolph and that's probably on youtube i'm sure you could watch that wait was it of a new episode or was it of like a previous episode i think it was for a new episode i'm pretty sure i love that i can't remember that was one of the first ones that they did before people were doing all the uh, table reads the way that my rudolph says bubble bath is my favorite thing ever (laughs) on that show the other fun thing is on instagram um celebrities have figured out how to do um stories with another person because i don't know if that's a new feature or if we've just barely figured that out it's just a feature none of us cared about before but now we're like oh we can do a now story we're obsessed together. with it yeah. so you have people you know from your favorite tv show or whatever just getting on the on the phone with each other and catching up and that's just a delight i think instagram's my favorite right now so who are you whose lives are you watching because i'm of course watching like all the bon appetit people's lives because they'll do lives (laughs) together which i'm sure is not what you're watching well even something like dj nice who is the guy that um john krasinski had on for his prom he's a dj he does he'll just randomly i don't know i i don't tune in super often but um he does like just sets from his house so you know he's has good music going on there sometimes um what is i'm totally drawing a blank right now but it was one of our favorite shows oh happy endings oh yes so uh what's her the two women from happy endings not casey Casey, will not not casey Casey wilson but the other two two. the blondes yes um we're just on there yesterday talking they were a blast and then they were like and we're we're supposed to mention that we're doing that table read and she's like we are and they or anyway so they're that would be a good table read with that That, oh like so yeah that would be it and if you've never watched happy endings that is one of the funniest shows that's ever been on television it really is so good i think that's one of the last gifts that i gave to you when we were married is i gave you like a box set of the happy endings on dvd didn't i 
I don't remember. I feel like I gave that to remember you for like a birthday. Sets? Yeah. I know. Why wild, did we right? do that? No, but I feel like I bet if you go upstairs, do you still have DVDs upstairs on that TV thing? No. Oh, okay. They're in a box. Some of them are in a box. Well, downstairs. I bet if you went and looked in that box, there is a happy endings box set in there. <laughs> Which would be totally useless. Well, there you, you don't go. Have a DVD player, and why wouldn't you just stream them on like Hulu or whatever? Uh, the other thing, speaking of happy endings, if you haven't watched the ending, the season six of uh, Schitt's Creek, yeah, brilliant. You haven't been watching that show. So lovely, it was just perfect and yeah. lovely. So, and then um, there's an that. after special that's like a kind of making of the final mm-hmm. season, and that like killed me. Um, apparently it's a real thing with the gays right now because also will and grace ended and uh modern family ended oh we're getting all the gays off tv so we're just like get those gays we're done with them we're done with the the gays um speaking of the gays did you watch a secret love on netflix no but you told me to and i need to you don't need to i mean you don't need to do anything no i've heard it's fantastic so a secret love is a documentary and it's about two women who meet and fall in love like literally in the 40s, like in the 1940s and are together for like 60, 70 years. And even their families don't know they're a couple until like the last five years. Like their families just thought they were like friends and, oh, we're just going to share a house together because it's cheaper. And then anyway, so it's just about these two women who have who have been in love for 60 years, 65 years and who weren't fell in love at a time where literally they could have been like killed or beaten to death for loving a woman, you know, like just in such Mm -hmm. an unsafe time. And, you know, and, and, and then just kind of the story of them like growing old together and then they're, they need to be moved into a retirement home and they're talking about, should they get married? Cause they've been together for 65 years, but now suddenly it's legal. Anyway, it's a documentary on Netflix. The message of the documentary is don't trust straight people. Cause I don't trust any of the straight people in that documentary, but the last, the last, honestly, like the last 25 minutes, I just was sitting on my sofa, like sobbing. Like I just could not stop. <laughs> I crying. feel like there's a real theme to right? uh, television viewing. Right. I just need. Apparently all we want is sob. things that are going to make us sob. Yeah. It's really weird because I don't, I haven't, I've had one day, one night where I had like an emotional breakdown and I sobbed i mean that's when the kids were like something's wrong with mom oh yeah they were um, that me. one night <laughs> i've totally lost it and yeah. like cried harder than i've ever cried before but other than that i feel like my emotions have been more just kind of numb yeah and like like just confusion or you know laziness maybe some days uh some sadness but nothing really extreme except apparently when we watch tv we want to cry our eyes out so it's like my main goal it's the only it's the only place i allow myself to feel feelings is when i'm watching tv (laughs) i don't i try not i try not to feel feelings in my real life i shut those down immediately and all i can say is thank god for netflix i mean thank god for all of the streaming services but netflix in and of itself literally I can feel like I've watched everything on there. And then the next day I turn to- turn it on shows. and there's 42 new shows on. Did you watch Never and Have like I Ever? And at least like 20 that I actually want to watch. And I just think that's, yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, I, I love Never that. Have I Ever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. Have I Ever uh, produced by Mindy Kaling. <gasps> oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Of course, that makes total sense. Yeah. She produced it. Yeah. It's very funny. So. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, I think we've talked long enough. We have. And I... I just want Sister Twain to know that besides us 
you know, supporting her and loving her. We know that the podcast is not nearly as fun and full of laughter and inappropriateness as when she's on it. So we hope she feels better soon and gets her ass back on the podcast. As a listener, I'm saying that because I would be bored as shit listening to us talk right now. You don't, you don't want to just become the new (laughs) co-host. We used to be married. Now we have a podcast. Except we're fine. Like we don't, I mean, like maybe if we were super dramatic, we really hated each other or something, that would be at least Let's drag up some old painful uh, memories from our past. Speaking of old painful memories from our past, six years later, mm -hmm. this is a final. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. No, this is a final recommendation. But if you do want to watch something heavy, there's a show called Unorthodox on Netflix. Oh, that is goodness. that is based on a book about a woman. Did I watch that first, or did you watch? You that watched first? it first, and you had you posted something on Instagram oh. about it, mm. and then like several other people had kind of said like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And I had kind of it had been on my radar like, "Oh, I should watch that." But then after you posted about it, I was like, "Okay, I need to watch it." And then I watched the whole well, thing. Well, right, because like, you first days. start watching it and you get into it, and then there's like subtitles, and you're just like, "Yeah, people are speaking different languages." Yeah. And again, you're like, "My mental capacity right now yeah. is like this the nat. It's not going to happen." So it's about a woman who grew up in a really, really, really strict Orthodox um, religion. In have I? I feel like I've talked about this on the show before. I feel like did I talk about this on the last episode? Anyway, I don't know. Did I? Maybe I did. Maybe you did. I have no idea. But anyway, the reason (laughs) the reason I bring it up tonight is there are really awkward married couple sex slash not sex scenes. And those were a little traumatic for me to watch. I was a little, <laughs> I was a little, those were a little too close to home. It was not that bad. I think you have made it worse. I mean, obviously the trauma exists there. Um, it was that but, bad. I think you but have made I think it the trauma turns it into mind. something that occasionally it was pretty good. No, it was. Yeah. It was. Anyway, we don't need to bring like, that. I, I mean, compared to their actual yes. situation yes. in that movie, it was like, Two robots who have never existed on Earth before and don't even know what bodies are, yeah. and it's so it's yeah. But I get what you're saying, and, ha- and they- a lot of it, a lot of that mo- that show is so, oh, it's so beautiful, it's so wonderful, and and I know that Mormons would watch that and be like, "Isn't this so crazy? These Orthodox yeah. Jews in New York," and it's like, "Oh it's my like, God, no, you're there, you." There's so many parallel yeah. things to our own religion. Um, that I mean, they're so so identical in so many yeah. ways. Um, they may you know be a little bit more strict about certain things, but I mean, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. So no, we for sure talked about this on the Q and A episode. Now yeah. I'm remembering. So anyway. oh, that's what it is. Okay, anyway. and it was, and it's, and it's also she's just great. That actor, so. she's so she's good. Amazing. She's insanely good. So anyway, lots so, of good things. If you to want watch. subtitles, watch that. But it's not all um, in subtitles because. They speak Yiddish, but she also speaks English a lot of the time. So it's kind of like half and half. So, And just keep up on your podcast, especially if you have ones that interview celebrities like, like Dax Shepard or Conan O'Brien. Right now, everyone's in quarantine so they can get the most amazing guests ever. Yeah, that's true. So no one has everyone. anything to do. So they're like, yeah, I'll be on your yep. podcast. Yep. Maybe so we, we should to get hear some from people who. Exactly. I mean, really, if you can't now, when can you? The problem is we just don't have the technology to have like to have me and Sister Twain yeah, and another person. There's no on way you watch. can figure that out. Well, we probably could if we <laughs> but like no. 
there's not a way we can figure that out. Okay, so any sort of effort that needs I mean soon you and Sister Twain can record together and it'll be all be back to Allegedly. Normal. We'll both be wearing masks and we'll have to sit six feet apart <laughs> since the sound quality will be even worse than it is now. Oh please, you two are the most quarantined people on planet Earth. You think you'll be okay in yeah. a room together? Yeah, we'll survive. So anyway, thank you, Tisha, for joining us. And thank you for being flexible since we've been meaning to record for the last like three days. And every day I was like, it's oh, amazing God, we get a virtual how, even though, I can't record. And you were like, okay, we're fine. in quarantine and have all the time in the world. We can apparently not find an hour to record a podcast. It was really about me having daily emotional breakdowns. And you would just be like, okay, let's just record tomorrow. And I'd be like, fine, because I'm just going to go to bed because I'm exhausted and I'm angry. And you were like, okay, <laughs> good night. Two, two paragraphs after that. <laughs> talking about all the reasons why you can't and i'm like all right we'll just let you know this is our text relationship like (laughs) i'll send 72 texts that are each six paragraphs long and then your response will be like okay sounds good and i'll be like wait (laughs) wait you don't want to get into that again you don't want to talk about that you don't want to talk about my emotional problems anymore anyway okay well have fun not drinking i'm gonna drink some more okay (laughs) okay great (laughs) Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye.